Game day is tomorrow for the Sun Devils coming off their bye week against the Huskies. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Levels Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Levels. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. And, of course, a special shout-out to my everydayers who are here every day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And, of course, you can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at richiebrad 36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. We are coming off our bye week, and at 1-5 and five on the year, the expectations are so low. And going up against Washington, number five team in the nation, for my money, the best team in the Pac-12, undefeated, 6-0 on the year. They, in theory, should roll Arizona State. It shouldn't be close. We're going to talk about why I think it could be close. We're going to talk about what to look for on offense, what to look for on defense. I got some players to watch. And then we got bold predictions and a score prediction to end the show, as always. Let's start with the Sun Devil side of things and look at the offense. I think the first big question that we have is, can the run game get back on track? Because the Sun Devils have not been able to run the ball well over the last few weeks. They are dead last in the the Pac-12 with just 85.2 rushing yards per game. They are under three yards per carry on the year. Their leading rusher, Cameron Scadaboo, 3.9 yards per rush, just a long of 18. They do have a very respectable seven touchdowns, but they need to start getting things right on the ground game. And look, this is this is a Sun Devils team that is still really not anything special on offense. And figuring out the run game isn't going to magically change that. What you're hoping for is that it creates some more stability on the offense so that you are able to open up your open up what you want to do a little bit better. And for the Sun Devils, they just have predicated their strength on the run game for years and years and years now. I mean the the Eno Benjamins and Demario Richards and X Valades, Rashad Whites of the world have been what helped the Sun Devils offense to get moving and get rolling on a consistent basis. And Right now, you just don't have that. And it's one of the things that is hindering the offense pretty pretty considerably. You've got talented guys. You've got Cameron Scanabu. You've got Kyson Brown. You've got the Carlos Brooks, who should be back from injury. There's guys in this backfield that should be able to get this thing going. From here, it's also going to be about the offensive line getting healthy, a storyline that we're all going to be paying very close attention to. There's a lot to be looking at in this game. But the run game is... One of the most important storylines here, because if they're able to get this back on track, you have to wonder whether or not you're going to end up seeing the seeing the team be a little more competitive and having and finding ways to 
make games entertaining, make games closer, maybe scratch out a win or two. Like it's a very tough schedule to end the year, but we all know that this is a hungry Sun Devils team and those guys go out there and they play a full 60 minutes. They could upset someone. Is it Washington? I don't think so, but who knows? But part of that needs to be getting the running game back on track. Other storyline. When is Jalen Conyers going to break out? That's, it was about this time last year that Conyers absolutely took off. He had his three touchdown game against Colorado and the remainder of the year he absolutely dominated. And he looked like one of the best tight ends in the country. So far this year, Conyers has been a lot more of an afterthought than anything else. 17 catches, 179 yards, uh, 10.5 yards per catch. He had a long of 43, no touchdowns. He's not done anything, like, at all. And he's also missed a full game for injury. He missed a half against uh, Southern Utah week one. And then the most recent game against Colorado, he had one target on a severely reduced snap count. Conyers has just been completely phased out of the offense. One has to think that eventually he has to get going. He's just too talented. I'm wondering when that's going to happen, which is why it's a storyline for me. I'm not necessarily saying this is going to be a breakout game for Jalen Conyers. I'm not saying that this is going to be a bad game for him. I'm saying that this is something that we need to watch closely because if it doesn't happen now, I don't know if it's going to happen this year. It needs to happen now. We need to see Jalen Conyers take off the way that we know he can because if this isn't a at least a quality game for him. I think at this point, he just gets totally overlooked. For what it's worth, it also sounds like Jordan Tyson might be good to go for this game. Tyson, obviously someone that I hyped up a lot in the offseason, was somebody that I think is a superstar in the making, but he obviously is not going to be 100% coming off the surgery. But we'll see if he does get involved in the offense. I'm definitely going to be paying attention to that. Defensively, it really just goes down to this pass rush. Like Arizona state has done a very good job rushing the passer this year, 18 sacks over the first six games of the year. They're on pace for 36. They've got two guys that are going to be really, really close to double digit sacks with Prince Dorba and BJ green. They've got guys that are producing this year. The problem is you're running into an absolute buzzsaw. That is the Washington Huskies offensive line, which has allowed just four sacks all year, just four sacks. In six games, they've given up a whopping 16 yards on those losses, so only four yards per loss on those sacks. Arizona State has done a good job. They're averaging about nine yards per loss on their sacks, 18 sacks for 166 yards. I'm That's a little over nine yards. They're doing a very good job getting after the quarterback, and especially when you consider they didn't have a sack in week one, they're doing everything right right now. What is What's going to break? You've got, to a much lesser extent, an unstoppable force in this pass rush meeting an immovable object in the Huskies' offensive line. Someone has to win. Somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. If the Sun Devils want a chance in this game, they need to win that matchup, and they need to be able to bring down Michael Penix. They need to be able to make him uncomfortable and make some bad decisions and bad throws. He's not someone that's going to beat you with his legs. He is much more of a pocket passer. That should be able to help you out and get home. It's also going to be predicated on how the secondary plays, but the pass rush is going to be 
it's going to need to be one of the units that does a lot of good things right here. And then talking about Penix is like, what's your game plan? This is one of the one of the 10 best offenses in college football. I can't think of three that are better than Washington. Everything that they're doing right now is so, so good. They've got one of the front runners for the the Fred Belitnikoff Award with Roma Doomsday, who I call Doomsday because he's he's exactly that. You go up against him and he's going to destroy you. But Roma Dunze has 736 yards and six touchdowns in six games. He's one of the best receivers in the country. Jalen Polk, 586 yards. Jalen McMillan, who may or may not be good to go in this game, has 311 yards. They've got so many different weapons that can beat you in so many different ways. And then, of course, you have Michael Penix, who pound for pound is probably the best pure passer in college football. I don't know how many other guys, just from a pure passing quarterbacking standpoint, throw a better football than Michael Penix. And for what it's worth, he's a lefty. I don't know if that really affects anything. I don't know if for you guys, that's a fun fact, but he's a lefty. It may or may not affect something. I don't really know. But what's your game plan? Penix is is averaging almost 400 passing yards per game. 2,301 yards in six games. He's got 20 touchdown passes, so he's averaging over four games about four and a half, or is that a f- about three and a half? Three and a half, about three and a half touchdown passes a game. Only three interceptions, so he's not turning the ball over. He's thrown for a lot of yards. He's thrown for touchdowns. He's doing everything that he needs to do in the in the best and most correct way possible. With all the weapons they have, what's going to be your plan? How do you go into this game with a mentality of being able to slow down Washington's passing attack? Not stop them, slow them down. You can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them. It's a high-flying offense. Unless the Sun Devils had an Alabama-like defense or a Georgia-like defense, you're just not going to stop these guys. They're going to do their damage. They did it last year. Roman Dunze went over 100 yards against Arizona State last year. He was a beast. What's going to be your game plan? Because this is this is a huge mismatch on paper. I, I like the guys in the secondary. I think we've got quality guys, but you're talking about NFL caliber guys. You've got a first-round quarterback, a first-round receiver. You've got two other stud receivers. They do everything right in the passing game. What's going to be your game plan? How do you slow them down? What are you looking to do? Is your goal just to just to hold Penix under 400 yards? Is it to hold them under 300 yards? Are you looking for turnovers? Are you looking to get more sacks? I don't know. But whatever you do, it needs to be with the intent of trying to slow down this passing attack because the Sun Devils, if they get into a shootout, are not going to win that. I'm sorry. They're just not. This is not a team that is built for shootouts. Like They need to find a way to keep this game as close as possible, and that's going to be really hard to do if you allow panics and this offense to really start to get going. Kalen DeBoer is a very, very smart offensive mind. He's got nothing but excellent game plans going into all of his games. This is going to be the situation that you're going to be stuck with moving forward. You got to find a way to be able to slow them down. You got to slow them down. You got to bring down Penix. You got to reestablish your run game. And you need to figure out if this is going to be Jalen Conyers big emergence or not. If it's not, then you need to start game planning moving forward.
I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at BetterHelp. Look, we've all been there. We all have struggled with trying to figure out our ways in life, whether it's, you know, navigating relationships or figuring out what you want to do in college. I know that I've been there and keep myself up at night trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Well, therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work on yourself instead of going against yourself. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash college today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash college. Also want to talk to you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. Snap back into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide variety of ranges from betting options like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you guys have yet to check out the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live, I cannot recommend it enough. I tune in every single Friday. They start at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. The College Football Kickoff Live covers playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and goes in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. And just in case you did miss it today, guys, no need to worry. They are still uploaded to all of the channels. So check it out. I promise you it's it's worth the watch. Let's go ahead and hop back into our conversation now and take a look at the Washington Huskies side of things. We start with two guys on offense, two guys on defense to watch. Not to be super boring, but it's, it's really irrelevant to mention people that aren't the best players on the team. So it starts with Michael Penix. Penix has become the odds betting favorite to win the Heisman Trophy this year. And for a very good reason. He is so good at throwing the football. This is a guy who can hit every single level of the field. He can push you deep. He hits the intermediate stuff. He spreads the ball out really well because while Roma Dunze is an absolute monster, he still only has 40 catches. He's just maximized what he's doing with it. Because Jalen Polk has 32. Jalen McMillan has 20, but he's obviously missed some time for the Huskies this year. McMillan has actually only played three games, so it's averaging almost seven catches a game. He has not played since uh, November, or not November, goodness, September 16th against Michigan State. He may or may not be good to go in this game. They do so many good things offensively. And a huge reason for that is because of the way Michael Panix is able to spread the football and hit each level of the defense. Like he's he's just so intricate and he's surgical in the way that he can beat you. For a left-handed quarterback, like 
I know some people think it matters. I know some people don't think it matters. To me, what it just means is it's going to look different. And with a different looking quarterback, maybe it kind of messes you up. I don't know. I don't know if I totally believe that. I do believe that some people will feel that way. I just kind of look at it as we should just game plan for this guy to be playing a little bit unorthodox compared to what we're used to. I wouldn't try and let it distract me too much, but maybe it does. But at the end of the day, no matter which hand he's throwing the football with, he is just so surgical with the way he picks you apart. And he does such a good job because he's got the weapons to do it. And he's got the offensive line that keeps him upright. And he's got a running game that's doing more than its fair share of work. Like their, their leading rusher is Dylan Johnson. who's only got 340 yards, but he also only has 61 carries. He's turned that into 5.6 yards. He's scored five touchdowns. They're spreading the wealth around very, very well with, with an offense that is so dynamic when it comes to throwing the football. You don't necessarily need a great run game. You don't necessarily need a top-tier receiver. You just need to be able to move the ball around, and especially, like I mentioned, in an offense that Kalen DeBoer is calling, everything's going to work out for you. He's completing 72.1% of his passes, 10.7 yards per attempt. His passer rating is 189.9. Everything he touches turns to gold. He's great. But he also has a Dunze, and that kid's a beast. I mentioned earlier, this is one of the front runners for the Bolitnikoff Award right now. I truly don't know who else he'd be going up against. I know there's, um, is it Luther Muhammad? No, that, that was a former ASU basketball player. Uh, there, there's a kid at Mizzou who's really good, not Luther Muhammad. That's former Sun Devils uh, point guard, Luther Muhammad, that I'm thinking of. Uh, they've got a really good guy. I know that USC has like Brendan Rice and a handful of other guys or Troy Flank, Franklin at Oregon. But the, the story starts and ends with Roma Dunze and everything that he's doing. He is he has got that my ball mentality at 6'3", 215. He plays above the rim. Everything that's thrown his way comes down. He's just, he is a black hole. He suctions everything into his hands. Anything in his zip code, he's going to come down with. And he's got speed, too. It's not like this is some big body guy that's across the middle. He can take the top off the defense, as evident by the uh, 18.4 yards per reception he's got this year. I mean, he's run after catch. He can beat you deep. He's His long is only 50 yards this year. And it feels like that could be a lot worse. And maybe ASU will be on the wrong end of that. He is dynamite. Defensively, they're a pretty quality unit. I know that um, defensively, Washington is a little lower than middle of the pack. They rank, what is that, ninth in yards per game at 394 yards. Uh, they are right in the middle at 20.8 points per game defensively. They, they are solid on defense, but... What they're led by is their pass rushers. And you've got two really good guys, Braylon Trice, who if I haven't talked about him before, I've definitely talked about him in NFL draft spaces. I'm a very big Braylon Trice fan. Fun fact, went to Sandra Day O'Connor out in the Valley and Peoria side, so Valley product. And then you've got the guy across from him in Zion, 
Tupaola Fatui. I did get the pronunciation for that correct. I spoke with some guys. Tupaola Fatui, in case you were wondering. Those two are going to wreak havoc on whatever the Sun Devils try and do. And don't get it twisted. Like, I know they've only got seven team sacks on the year, and only three of them have come from Zion and Braylon, but they're creating pressure. And at the end of the day, sacks can be an overrated stat. You're looking for pressure. You're looking for knockdowns. You're looking for hurries, all that stuff. That's what Zion and Braylon bring to the table for Washington is they bring that kind of ferocity off the edge that helps collapse the pocket. And their secondary is pretty solid too. They've got a handful of guys back there that can do a lot of damage. I forgot the names that they told me specifically. I do remember Jabbar Muhammad was one of the guys that was mentioned to me as somebody to really look out for. He's a junior corner. He actually transferred from Oklahoma State, has one interception on the year. Um, he's broken up three passes, 5'10", 183, not the biggest guy, but he plays up to his competition. They also have eight interceptions on the year. So they're getting turnovers, and Arizona State quarterbacks are turning the ball over. So we're going to need to watch out for that secondary and make sure that we're going to try and minimize the amount of interceptions we throw. But we also need to understand that the offensive line is going to have its hands full with Zion and with Braylon rushing the passer. Things are going to be very, very difficult for them to be able to stay up. It's going to be Borgay trying to figure out what to do when he's got this, these guys in his face. So not going to be the easiest task in the world, but hopefully the offensive line is ready to step up to the occasion. If you guys are looking for some great, 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 great shorts to check out, then you need to get some bird dogs. I'm wearing my bird dogs right now because I'm getting ready to go out for a night with the boys and hit some mini golf. And it's a perfect look for it because these khaki shorts are designed to fit through fit slimmer through the thigh and give your leg a truly sculpted look. Even someone like myself that doesn't work out consistently has good looking legs in these. They do the exact same thing that Lulu Melon does, but they fit way better. And they're better than a regular short too. That's stiff with a restricting cotton. Well, Birdox fixed that issue. They have a cloud knit fabric that looks just like the khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer look without having to sacrifice your movement. They're functional for any occasion, like mini golf or a date, an evening out, pool, whatever you can think of. I love my bird dogs. I'm wearing them right now. I wear them all the time. I would love if you guys got them too. So go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. One more time, wherever you get your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. I will be back again on Sunday morning to give you my instant reaction to the Sun Devils game against Washington. Hopefully a win, maybe a loss, whatever it is. I'll be giving you my instant, unfiltered, unscripted reaction on Sunday morning. So make sure that you guys hit like, subscribe, so you're tuned into that. It's time for the best part about these game preview podcasts, and that is the bold predictions and the final scores. We'll go ahead and start two predictions on offense before we get to two on defense and then finish up with a final score projection. On offense, I'm thinking that we're going to have some good time through the air. If for no other reason than A, 
Trenton Bourget does a really good job airing out the football. He's got 726 passing yards this year in what, like two and a half starts, essentially. Over the last two games, he's had over 300 yards in both of those. Uh, last week, three, or not last week, two weeks ago, 335 against Colorado, and then 344 versus Cal. There's one thing Trenton does, it's air the ball out. And I think that's going to be the case again this week, as I have the Sun Devils topping the 300-yard mark for the third consecutive game, courtesy of Trenton Borgay. He does a good job. Like, he's not the guy that's throwing at 50 yards down the field, but what he's doing is he's giving his guys an opportunity to create. He gives his guys an opportunity to make the most of whatever they're given. Elijah Badger, yards after catch guy. Xavier Guillory, yards after catch guy. Cameron Scottaby, yards after catch guy. If they get Jalen Connors involved, he's the same thing. Run after catch. All Borgay needs to do is deliver an accurate football. And then his guys will be able to try and do something with it. That's what I'm predicting is going to be the same in this game. And not, look, Washington's defense is okay against the pass this year. They are 10th or 9th in the conference at 259 yards per game. So I am predicting another 41 yards on top of that. But I would feel more confident that we'll be over 259 passing yards rather than under 259 passing yards. I think Borgay goes crazy in this game. Hopefully, he's able to get into the end zone multiple times, but I'm not willing to predict that. What I am willing to predict is Cameron Scadaboo gets back on track with a 100-yard scrimmage game. Last appearance that we saw out of Scadaboo was not his best performance. He was uh, not banged up, but he wasn't feeling the best, according to Kenny Dillingham. 13 carries, 49 yards. He did score a touchdown against Colorado and then had two catches for 17 yards. So... 66 scrimmage yards isn't terrible. I just know that he's capable of more. And that's where I'm predicting that he's going to get back on track because prior to that, he had back-to-back games of over 100 scrimmage yards, uh, right about 150 scrimmage yards for each game. He's going to be closer to that than he was when we last saw him. That's going to be my prediction there for Cameron Scadaboo. He's going to get back on track. Hopefully he falls into the end zone once or twice or 10 times. He's getting back on track, though, in my book. Defensively, I'm saying that our pass rush wins the battle for the most part. I know Washington's only given up four sacks, but we've gotten 18, and we're doing a really good job with what we're doing. I got Arizona State getting two sacks in this game. I know it's not a crazy high number, but when you consider that that would be half of what Washington has allowed all year, it's pretty darn good, man. So I got two sacks. I had to predict it obviously would be Torbaugh and BJ Green. I'll throw out a wild card and say Deshaun Mallory will get in there because from my understanding, the tackles are much better than the interior of the line. They've got a good center. Um, they are much stronger outside than they are inside. If they do what I was told, if they do stunts and all that good stuff, that the Sun Devils might be able to create a little bit more pressure. That's kind of where I'm thinking right now is Brian Ward's going to be in his bag and he's going to come up with all sorts of different exotic blitzes. I got us getting two sacks, hopefully more than that. Last bold prediction, I'm going to say that they hold the Huskies as a whole offense under 500 yards. That's obviously not asking much. But when you consider that the Huskies are currently averaging 543.7 yards per game, that's pretty good. You should be... Very, very happy with holding an offense like that 
under 500 yards per game. They're the second highest team in the Pac-12, only behind Oregon. They are the third highest scoring team at 44.3 points per game. They're the number one passing team by almost 80 yards. If they find a way to hold the Huskies under 500 total yards, that's going to be a big win for the Sun Devils. A big, 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 big win for the Sun Devils. If you're in a moral victories, which at this point in the season, you probably should be. Like even I'm trying to talk myself into it. And if you know me, I'm not. I'm not a moral victory guy. There are certain wins that you can celebrate with the Sun Devils if they find a way to keep this game close. My final score prediction, I do have Washington win this game, but I also think that Arizona State is going to do their best to make it as close a game as possible. Final score prediction for me, I got Washington winning at home 41-27. to So I got Arizona State keeping it within two touchdowns. None of... None of the most recent games, short of one or two, have been decided by more than two touchdowns. I think Arizona State's going to find a way to be competitive in this game. Look, Washington's a great team. A great team. And Arizona State's not. They are a bad team. But for whatever reason, we have their number. For whatever reason, we play them tough. And it's going to take a lot for them to be able to play up to that kind of competition. But something tells me, something tells me in my gut that Kenny Dillingham's going to have these guys ready to play. They're going to be healthier coming off the bye week. They're going to be more determined coming off the bye week. They want to play, spoiler, to a potential playoff season for Washington. I don't know if they get the win. What I do believe is they're going to make this game close. What is your final score prediction? What are your bold predictions for this game? What do you think of what I had to say? What are you going to be looking for in this game? Let me know in the comments or hit me up on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. But as always, thank you guys for tuning in wherever you get your podcast. Hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. I appreciate you all for tuning in. I will see you guys again on Sunday to give you my instant raw reaction to the Sun Devils game against Washington. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On.